Today's episode of Super Nerd Pals is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to episode 137 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm one of your pals, Stan Gadarski. I'm your other pal, Andy Karaskolo. Joining us this week, our friend Joe. Hi, Joe. Hello! Joe, we we all went to Anime NYC this past weekend, and that's why you're here. That's the only reason why you're here. Otherwise, I, I you're banned. I'm, I'm joking. I'm sure. Thanks for, thanks for if coming. It, if it's any consolation, I'm sure this will be the lowest rated episode you have. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> Specifically because I'm on here. I think I think to this day one of our highest watched episodes is actually the Pillow Boys one. <laughs> yeah. It's that that and the uh the JoJo episode and the episode where we had Zach talking about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom uh, Hearts come to watch JoJo. Those are like our top 3. Surprisingly, we should talk about JoJo a lot more. We should. We should talk about JoJo. Alright, so you guys want to jump right into the news? The news! The news, boss! Thanks, Thanks Joe, you're regular. You're, you're, you're natural. <laughs> am I? I don't oh, think yeah. I am, I'm just yelling a lot. Alright, so recently, three more characters got confirmed for Dragon Ball Fighters, And they're pretty cool. It's Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, Teen Gohan. You mean Adult Gohan? No, Teen Gohan, alright, listen. Gohan the Fort Cell, alright, listen. Gohan the Fort Cell, he was like 12 years old. Alright, he's 11. This Gohan, this Gohan, where does the Great Saiyan Man arc start, Joe? Ain't, ain't he in high school? Ain't he starting high school? Doesn't that make him a teen? But that's, that's, where, right. that's where the misconception comes because they always refer to 12 year old Gohan as Teen Gohan. Should be yeah, but that's Gohan. their fault, not mine. And let's that's be real, technically he was 13. He nobody knows Gohan's real age. Hyperbolic time chamber. Look, by the time he, let's be honest here. He, Gohan is everyone's favorite age at the the young age of uh, twelve teen. Yeah, my favorite age. Teen that was a good age. Gohan, right. <laughs> also known as adult Gohan, erroneously in America. All right, get together. That's a big and word. Kid Boo. Right. Adult Boo. I I just want to let it be known that. I don't understand why the fuck we need two Gohans. I do. This one, he's he, he he's big, <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's ultimate. Listen, great, I got... great argument. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> why couldn't it be like a fucking costume change or something? All right, the, because he would be he would look like he looks in BoJack if he just switched his costume, which they should have. No, they shouldn't, because he's wearing Mr. Piccolo's costume in Teen well, Gohan. That should... And Teen, Gohan is... Teen Gohan's real father is Piccolo. <laughs> I like his default costume, which is the Cell Saga costume, which is the Piccolo costume. I but also I also like, like the, the Bojack variant where he was in the orange and blues. Well, you're wrong. Alright, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that costume, too. Don't worry. Um, cause he's cause he's ultimate, and he's, you know, he's cool. I like his design as as, you know late Busaga Gohan. I mean, I, I like his design, too. I just feel like people will give the game shit if uh, Goku had two characters or Vegeta had two yeah, characters. I, I get he does! Sixus Blue. Goku's in there as blue and he, Goku's in there as regular. He's twice. It's two or separate gonna... character slots? Yeah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. Two different characters. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway. This gave me a lot of nostalgia seeing this, like, two-page spread of Hyper Dimension for the Super Famicom. Because Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, um, Teen Gohan, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep beating the Teen (laughs) Gohan thing into the ground, and Kid Buu were, like, half the roster. 
It, it is funny that you mentioned that, because uh, Fat Boo and Kid Boo are in Hyper Dimensions, if I'm not mistaken, but Super Boo is not. He's he's on the menu screen. Yeah, he's at looking the at the <laughs> He's the timer. Yeah. I like that game a lot. It's a good game. And I like the fact that these character, these three characters are in it. Um, I mean, if they're going to have Kid Boo and Fat Boo, then they might as well have Adult Gohan. Sorry, Teen Gohan and non-Teen Gohan. Slightly plus, Teen Gohan and full Teen Gohan. Plus, you can technically make the argument that this is also con- is a placement for Dragon Ball Super Gohan, Tournament Arc Gohan, because this is basically what he looks like anyway. That's a good argument. Oh, I'll give so, you that. I gotta give him the, the specs, though. Yeah. He needs his glasses. <laughs> give him the tracksuit. <laughs> right, let's not go that far. Hold on, hold on, who... He was pretty badass in that, uh, in Battle, uh, what was that, Resurrection F? In that yeah, but he's, the green he had mad. Suit. He had mad rust. Mad yeah, but he whooped everybody's ass. Everybody's ass. Everybody. It's it kind of embarrassing seeing him, like, get snuffed by Frieza. <laughs> Not even Golden Frieza, just regular ass Frieza. It was kind of an embarrassing thing to see. I mean, he's redeeming himself. Anyway. Who, what's one character that hasn't been confirmed that you'd want here in this video game? Broly. Mm. Broly. Broly. I'm joking. Uh, I'd like to see Cooler. Just because I, I think, think it, I think his set of uh, moves works really well for a fighting game. They haven't like really confirmed any non. Yeah, I know, but like uh, aside from. Main series characters, I I honestly can't think of anything. They've pretty much got everyone you would want. I want Except Khalifa. Raditz. I want Khalifa. That's what I want. I would mm. I would say Hit. Hit would be pretty cool. Hit would be perfect There's... for this game. Yeah, I want uh, Rose Goku Black, and I want him to just straight up be like the evil Ryu of this game, like all of Goku's regular moves, just like a different color. That is a fantastic idea. I just that's what I want. Quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if they capitalize on that cuz they and do then, have those 6 DLC characters that they just have not talked about at all. Then we also we also need the uh the uh Battle uh Fighter Z exclusive Vegeta Black. Ah, my favorite. And that's going to be like These video games just get more Kuma. and more convoluted. Just add Cy- more stuff that doesn't make any sense. Cyborg Kid Buu. Super villain Yamcha from Xenoverse 2. No thanks. That Yamcha was actually strong as hell. He was a really, like, good character to play as. He was. Sadly. Let's just, let's just get all the, all the jokes in. Let's get all the memes in the game. Anyway, um, I think this roster's filling out to be pretty nice. Um, I just yeah. can't wait till January till this game is out and in my house. Me too. Quite frankly, there hasn't been a release aside from the the uh, pre-release DLC six character thing that they announced. That yeah. I haven't seen that makes me excited for the game. That was the only one that it was kind of like, all right, kind of you're kind of losing me here. You're confirming DLC said for a game that's not even coming out. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know who said this, but I want a guest character and I want to be Jotaro. Oh, I believe that was me. I made a, made a okay. Twitter post about that. <laughs> All right. Yes, Joe, you're right. That's what I want to see. I would not be surprised because look at all the dumb shit that's getting put in the fighting games. You got Noctis and friggin' Tekken. Speaking of dumb shit in fighting games, here we go. The Ninja Turtles are joining Injustice too. <laughs> Good segue, Andy. That's some top class shit right there. Oh yeah, so DLC three got confirmed for Injustice Two, and it's gonna include Enchantress, the Atom, and all four Ninja Turtles. As one character, I think. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think it's like um, it might have to go off of like the gear. Because uh, if you haven't played Injustice 2, Injustice has a gear system. So I'm assuming that you uh, collect gear and you can deck out your 
vanilla Ninja Turtle and turn him into whatever Ninja Turtle you want. There's also the character Triborg in Mortal Kombat XL, which is Cyrax, Smoke, and I don't know, somebody else as one character. And you choose one of those characters and the other two help out in the, in the match. And you could switch between them, I think. Oh, that's actually pretty dope. That would be a cool so, idea for it. So I think you'd, you'd pick one of them, and presumably they would come in with assist moves, and you could just swap them out in the middle of the match. I just googled him. This dude looks so cool. He looks like a Terminator. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> and Brady. yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja Turtles are joining Hellboy, which is the other, and well, Sub Zero and Ra- and Raiden as like all the different guest characters for Injustice Two, which I haven't I haven't revisited since it first came out, but I have the deluxe version that has all the DLC included, so I'm gonna jump back in soon to try out all these characters. But yeah, a lot of people get. Is- is it the version with just the steelbook that has all the DLC included? Well, I have the steelbook. I don't know if there's... That's the one I got. Then, like, the $90 steelbook version. Yeah, that's the one that I got, too. I don't think that comes with the season pass. Mine does. What? <laughs> it, was, it was $90. It better come with a season pass. Sounds like you got juked, son! Hmm. No, I got the, I got the season pass with mine. I don't know if I did. <laughs> you probably should look into that because I hope you didn't spend $90 and just got the disc and a, and a steelbook. Yeah, that'd be, yeah I'd, be up, I'd be upset. Yeah. I'd, I'd be upset for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I don't know. I'm looking at my, my DLC stuff right now. It says Hellboy's free. <laughs> well, yeah, that they show up as free if you Oh, yeah, yeah. Not. No, because I don't know why, but on the list, it was showing that all of them... Had a price except Hellboy, but yes, I, I do have the season pass. I guess I need to get, I need to get Injustice too. Yes, you do. All right, so moving on to some pretty sad news. Here we go. Hiromi Tsuru passed away recently, and she is known as the voice. Well, primarily that's how I know her as the voice of Bulma. And that's super sad. That sucks. It is. It's very sad. She was there from the beginning, from Dragon Ball. She was. Yeah. Bulma. I wonder what they're going to do going forward. It's a good question. And that makes that makes Fighters uh, one of her last uh, voice work as Bulma. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it's, everything, it's really is, everything is done for, um, as far as like voice lines and stuff, right? I'd have to For imagine. fighters? Yeah. I, it's coming out in like a month and a half, so it should. Yeah, I'd have to imagine. Well, for... Uh, well, I guess we're going to have the Japanese audio too, so never mind. I was going to say because Japan is like two, three months. But yeah. I believe it's dual audio, but... Yeah, pour one out. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in power. Alright. She will be missed. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's go right into the pull list. Oh boy, the so part of the conversation some... I know nothing about. All right, Joe, it's fine because there is a new X Men book coming out next year. I have now, heard you uh, post about that, Andy. I know you are, and anyone who's listened to this show before knows my struggles with finding an X Men book to follow long term. I've picked up and put down so many different X-Men series over the years, but I think this one might actually be is it, is the it, one. Is it going to be better than Invincible Iron Man? Or what was... What? Yeah, you know why? Because... <laughs> is that the name of the... <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of the, the Iron Man series with Doom, right? Yeah. Infamous Iron Man, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> X-Men I, Red. I'd, I'd, I'd quite frankly like to talk about that. Because I hear you have a uh, great deal of vitriol for that. Uh, no, go ahead and, and listen to one of the previous episodes where I just <laughs> go into it. Like, I, I have just... And then I, I read the new 
um, Invincible Iron Man, the Marvel Legacy that came out. I just, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. X Men Red. <laughs> X Men Red is written by Tom Taylor. Now, if you know who Tom Taylor is, he wrote and continues to write all new Wolverine. So he's the one who, from the very beginning, has been writing Laura as Wolverine. And now is is writing the newest X Men book to join the X Men roster. Um, he's joined by Mama Desar um, as artist. It comes out February twenty eighth, and the team has adult revived resurrected Jean Grey, um, Laura as Wolverine, Gabby, Laura's sister, and co star of all new Wolverine, Namor, Nightcrawler, Gentle, who's a Wakandian mutant. And Trinary, who's uh, brand new, completely brand new for this series, I think. But I yeah, just, it's the same. I just want to make a note that there's going to be two Wolverines on this team again. Gabby and and Laura. Well, Gabby's she's yeah, she's sort of Wolverine. She's Laura's sister clone, so she has she has spikes, claws, and regenerative abilities. So yeah, I guess so. But it's super awesome because it's the same exact writer as Wolverine, and Wolverine is on this team. So I have full confidence this is going to be awesome. And even going before all new Wolverine, Tom Taylor also writes the Injustice comic books, which are like some of the best DC comic books. Period. Like they're just amazing. Um, How so long yeah. has he been writing for Wolverine? Uh, it's got to be at least two years now. Oh, okay. Since issue, they're they're up to issue twenty seven. So you fi- you figure a-, a book a month, and he's also writing Injustice Two at the same time over at DC's. <laughs> That's gotta be a handful. And now X Men. Boy, is he gonna be busy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah with his thousand fucking X Men tie-in comics. Oh, is that the one you were telling me about? Where every like panel is gonna be something from an X Men comic? Oh um, no, no. But that's um, that's coming out. I forgot what that was called, but that's also something that I'm excited um, for. We talked about this previously. We did, yeah. But each issue is going to be like a decade in the X Men history. Yeah, and Andy told like me this. about this uh, previously. Yeah, well, like a, a couple a month or two ago, and I, it sounds like an interesting idea. I don't think I've ever heard of a comic doing that. Yeah, it's uh, he the same the same. Uh, illustrator worked on hip hop family tree which is kind of the same concept he took a year a decade of hip hop history and and boiled it down to like one issue of a comic book and then just brought it all the way up to the present day and he's doing the same thing with x-men so interesting it's gonna be super interesting also but yeah exciting things coming for the x-men down the line finally for once i'm joking x-men blue was okay but i fell off it what it is x-men blue so, X-Men Red's got Charizard on the cover, X-Men Blue's got Blastoise. What you need to do is, like, some of the Pokemon, some of the mutants in X-Men Blue do not show up in X-Men Red. And you need kind of both oh, to okay. get the entire mutants uh, uh, roster. Makes sense, makes sense. In Japan, X-Men Green came out, like, three years ago. Oh, did they? I, I hate when they do that. And they had, like, weird, different, like, designs Art. for the characters. Like, Wolverine's, like, an actual animal. It's just, it's so weird. Jean Grey looks like a fetus. <laughs> not, not even a good fetus, like a melty fetus. Beast has like 75 teeth. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's got a flower on his back. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Never a bad day when you're making fun of Pokemon Green. Speaking of awesome things coming out, Doomsday Clock Issue 1. This Wednesday. I'm so excited for it. Is the one in the title that long, or is that for dramatic effect? Uh, like, am I going to have to go to the shop and ask, can I get Doomsday Clock 1? I mean, There's like yeah, then they're, then they're going to know that they're going to know that you're excited for it, and pull it out of, like, this special pile. Oh, they're going to pull out of the hype pile? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite pile to pull from. Super excited about Doomsday Clock. We've been talking about it. Um, I went to the Doomsday Clock panel at New York Comic Con... Andy and I both got trash can, I mean, ash can copies of the first six pages of the book. Did you get to read that, Andy? I actually didn't. Oh, you got to... Mm, too late now. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I can but read it's, it's to a hold good, me over. 
it's a it's a good it's a good six pages, and I'm excited where they take it because from what I what I heard at the panel, it seemed like they knew exactly what they're doing, and it sounds like the Watchmen characters are in good hands, and they're really like dialing down on the nine grid panel structure and visual visual storytelling elements and like layers of different things and Superman and and they confirmed that Doctor Manhattan's going to be super naked in the comic <laughs> book, so we're gonna have a, a re- we're gonna have a really naked Doctor Manhattan talking to a, to Superman who wears. Who used to wear underwear outside his costume? So, I'm sure they're going to talk about that. You think you think Superman took his underwear off of his costume to offer them to Doctor Manhattan? <laughs> That'd be funny if there's a panel with him just like stripping his outer underwear and just handing. He's like, them. here, just take it. Just you like, need this. Come on. I think Doctor Manhattan can make clothes like Piccolo, though. So I think like he just chooses not to. So he's a nudist. Basically, he's the I world's just... strongest nudist. Basically. It probably chafes, you know, all that blue energy vibrating with you. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he could just resurrect himself not chafed. Mm, maybe he's too powerful. Can Is Dr. Manhattan powerful enough to make sure that even he himself cannot chafe? Does Dr. <laughs> Manhattan have a big floppy blue wiener, or is he just like a fucking Ken doll down there? He's like, um... Naked Goku from Dragon Ball. Oh sweet! So, so he's got like the he's got like the lump and then the littler lump in the middle of it, basically. And it's and it's blue. Let's move on. Let's move on, please. please and I get the distinct impression you don't like this conversation. Wolverine number twenty-seven is also coming out. It continues the Orphans of X storyline, which has Laura teaming up with Dakin, and yeah, they're being targeted by bad people, which. Which you do all the time in comic books. And yeah, I'm excited for it. You got any other pulls, Andy? Uh, no, just Doomsday Clock. You got any pulls, Joe? I don't know what that means, so no. Alright, alright. <laughs> you should read comic books, Joe. Joe, if there's one comic book that you could follow, what would it be? I don't know. It'd uh, probably be why Sonic. Don't, why don't these super nerd pals recommend one to me? Depends on what you like. Have you never read a comic book before, Joe? I've, I've absolutely read comic books before. Okay, which which ones have spoken to you the most? Uh, there was one where a guy punched another guy. That was pretty sick. <laughs> uh, there was another one where a dude yelled about justice this one time. It was, mm-hmm. al- it was also pretty radical. Who's your favorite character in comic books? Oh, uh, you know, the the guy with the costume and the, the cape and the mask. Mm. I really can't tell if you're talking about comic books or like Dragon Ball Z yes <laughs> uh, typically and I don't know how uh, how this holds up in the fiction for comics but typically my go to superhero is Spider-Man okay I was gonna read Spider-Gwen based on Andy's recommendation because from what I've heard it's good you should definitely and check out the trades of Spidey. Spidey um I was following that for a while. Um, Spidey is a a weekly... Well, I think it's cancelled now. But it was a weekly comic book, and it basically did... I mean, a monthly comic book, and it did the villain of the week, basically. Type ah, so thing. It's, like, it's like an episode of the cartoon, but in comic Yeah, form. but it was like current version Spider-Man villain of the week. Oh, cool. So it was pretty dope. I would, I would also recommend reading Spider-Man Blue which is a really nice retelling of Spider-Man's origins through a modern filter where Peter reminisces about Gwen Stacy after the fact, after her death, basically. He goes back and, like, reminisces about his early days as Spider-Man, and and the art's really good. It's Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, who also did Batman The Long Halloween, which is my favorite comic book of all time. Um, Also, what else can I... Craven's Last Hunt is really good. That's a pretty that's a quintessential story in Spider-Man lore. Um, I think you should really read Spider-Verse okay. because that that has every single Spider-Man and woman who've ever existed teaming up and at once to fight multi-dimensional vampires who want to eat them. That sounds extra hype. Yeah. And you get you get you get Spider-Man teaming up with Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man's body from the past who tried to kill him. And also, Spider-Gwen's there, and he, they team up with a special version of Spider-Woman uh, designed by Gerard Way. They also team up with Supida-Man from the 70s mecha show in Japan. Oh, so dude! He shows up. <laughs> That's super he's, sick! 
He shows oh up with God. his giant Spider-Man robot, and Spider-Man Dwar is in it. Spider-Man 2099 is in it. Is this costume just as shitty as it was in the actual show? You the, better uh, believe the, the it. Mecha, the Mecha. <laughs> the Mecha Spider-Man. Sixty Spider-Man joins them, and like he only has webs on his head, and the rest of his body just like the plane. <laughs> That's amazing. God, I'm about yeah. to go back and reread that comic. So, so everything like... you just described might be why I don't keep up with comic books because everything, every single word that came out of your mouth sounded super fake, but I'm sure it's very real. It's real. It happened. It was fucking amazing. I'm sure you it is. Definitely read it. It might even be better for you, like, completely out of context, because it would just be like, what the fuck is going on? It might oh, yeah, really it, it sounds like it'd be amazing without context. The only real comics I've, growing up, that I've ever really attempted to keep up with, and take the word, attempted to, very uh, loosely, the Archie, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Mega Man comics, mm. both written and, written, and I believe they're penned in by Ian Flynn. Spectacular. Spectacular stuff. I was really into Sonic comics from the beginning for a while there. Like, when I was really little, I used to collect yeah. them all the time. And I, I got a bunch of, like, trades and stuff all the way up to when they adapted Sonic Adventure with Chaos and yeah, stuff. Yeah. That was, like, my, my jam back in the day. I think that's around the time where the uh, writers started trading hands a lot. And the mm. story just kind of got weird. But once it shifted completely to Ian Flynn's hands, it... It was a totally different story because it was a, it was a consistent story, good characters, good character writing, good world building. I also read Sonic Genesis, which I thought was pretty good, and Sonic and Mega Man crossover, the first one. If I'm not mistaken, Sonic Genesis is a retcon reboot. It's, it's sort of. It's like a retelling of I, if the I'm not first mistaken, Sonic it's, or something. It, it's a reboot after the Sonic and Mega Man crossover because I think that. I think that ends with Eggman just pretty much wiping the universe. As he does. Which is the most ludicrous thing ever. And the Mega Man comics specifically are really good. Mega, the classic Mega Man games, I don't know if you're familiar with them, Stan, but they're not particularly big on story. Mm, like yeah. at all. Like, if I were to give you the details of Mega Man, you would know about as much as him as I do, because it's the very basic stuff, but the comics do a very good job of fleshing them out as actual characters. Everything I learned about Mega Man, I know from Mega Mega Ran. Yes, <laughs> I hear that dude's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, and was he's also on cool your dude. podcast and doesn't afraid of anything. Absolutely, yep. go back and listen to that episode. I might, as a matter of fact, I just might. Um, and yeah, that's the pull list. Oh yeah, some news, some excitement, some some schooling for Joe. Yes. All right, now let's go into our main topic, which is. All three of us went to Anime NYC this weekend, which was the very first Anime NYC at the Javits Center. Really? Um, yep. Wasn't it was the inaugural Anime NYC. Super Nerd Pals was there. We got press passes. And and yeah. I mooched off the that was That was another thing. First Anime NYC, first SMP press passes. Ooh, and first awesome. time you got mooched off of, I'm sure. Well, Joe, not really because you are on the show now, so you're paying your dues. That's that's a fair point, and I also haven't plugged my own stuff, so I haven't been a yeah. dirtbag yet. No, you'll have time for that. We'll Don't get worry. there. So, what did you guys think? You were there. Um. The so it was surprisingly extremely small compared to to um NYCC. Uh, I I want to say like. Maybe fifteen percent the size. Yeah, it's like basically the section that they call the block is more yep. or less the the length of the anime comic con. Well, but because at, I think at Comic Con the whole thing was filled, but at this there was just like a big section of just gray that was not filled with anything. Yeah, and that's that's where they did a lot of the lining up for panels yeah. and stuff. Um, I actually, I it didn't bother me that it was small and that there wasn't that many people there. I mean, I I, I oh no, I, able, I I loved it. I was able to walk around and breathe. Which for is uh, just for some context for this, I've only been to two conventions so far. I've been to New York Comic Con this year with Andy, and I've been to Anime Con this year also with Andy. And I feel like I saw the total inverses of two worlds because Comic Con was huge. 
were so many people, there were so so many things to see. Where the inverse of this was, we walked in, and I'm like, where's everybody? <laughs> on again, on the bright side, funny. on the bright side, we also got to, um, I don't know about you, Stan, but we, me and Joe, we got to, like, really acknowledge more of the, um, the cosplayers. There, yes. there was, like, there's an abundance of cosplayers, but, like, they all did such a well job, and there were some really cool cosplayers. I got a bunch of pictures I'm gonna post on Super Nerd Pals. Um, I'm actually mad you weren't there with us then, because there was a JoJo cosplayer that I had to stop, because I wasn't sure she was from JoJo's, and I'm like, no, yeah, okay, I, I know exactly what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, was busy that morning, but I, I made sure to to come in before the, the show closed on Friday, and then I came back on Saturday for a while um yeah because there wasn't so many people like crowding all the time it was easy to stop and like look at the cosplay and then and not feel like you're like blocking anybody yeah Yeah, at at comic-con anytime we stopped i felt like we were basically blocking traffic yeah and um joe and i we went online we were online to meet like some of the voice acting cast for overwatch Mm -hmm. um and the longest line was Charlotte Chun, and we were on her line. And honest, diva. Yes. Honestly, we were we were on her line for like maybe thirty minutes. Thirty, forty, forty at most. Yeah, before like we even got to the front, and uh, it was really cool. I got to speak to the voice of Lucio Johnny uh, Johnny Cruz, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to speak to Charlotte Chun. I got. Autographs and a video. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool shit. On that note, on that note, I learned this weekend that Overwatch is anime. Overwatch yes. is very anime. Overwatch is the most anime. I saw that. Like not even in the, in the section where the where the voice actors were. It's just everywhere. Like every booth had some sort of representation of Overwatch. It was crazy. And it's just like you can go to the. There was a booth that had a lot of import um, art books and stuff like that from Japan, and and right there in the middle of the table was a big ass art book for Overwatch. I'm it not just, it just seemed normal. Yeah, um, I liked my favorite part of the convention was all the import stuff, um, being able to buy things there that you'd have to spend a lot of money shipping from Japan, and it's just. Like, they had the world guide and the strategy guide for Nier Automata in, yep. in Japanese, but it was there, and you could get it. They had the JoJo Agogo um, art book, which I, I got so close to buying. That thing was, like, 90-something dollars, and it was, Damn. like, it was like ginormous. But it had it had art from Part 3 through Part 5, and it was oh, just, boy. it had, like, a stand encyclopedia, and I was like, ugh. Good thing Joe didn't see that. Yeah, it is a good thing I didn't see that because I absolutely would have bought that. It's, it's it was really nice and yeah, and they had a lot of manga, but I I was kind of expecting there to be more. You know, there was just only one section, one booth basically that had like wall to wall manga volumes, and their selection wasn't that great. I was expecting like a lot more in that area. Yeah, I can attest yeah. to that. Me and Andy weren't specifically looking for manga, but realistically, if I feel like we would have been able to spot the manga immediately. Yeah, it was it was kind of strange that it was like not in your face everywhere, and and I was like, before we got to the con, before it started, I was like, I'm for sure gonna walk in there and and walk out with at least a couple of volumes of Doctor Slump, and couldn't find it at all. It wasn't there, and I was like, damn, like really? I was hoping like the one place where you would expect to find like older, yeah, yeah, yeah. slight slightly out of print volumes of. Akira Toriyama's work would probably be at an anime convention, and but it'll be really. fair. It, it is the first one, so maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe, maybe next, next year there'll be more selection. vendors. Yeah, I mean th- that's you have to keep that in consideration when you talk about the convention because it is their first year, yeah. and I think in terms of it being a first year convention, they did a really good job in they organization did. and booth placement. And panel lining up, and it, it reminded me a lot more of how organized they are at New York Comic Con. And the comparison that I have to this is BookCon, which Kiersey and I went to the first BookCon, and it was like fucking garbage. It was like the most disorganized, nonsense convention we've ever been to, and it was just like 
Anime, Anime NYC was the size of BookCon without any of the nonsense and disorganization. So everything flowed really nicely. You had a lot of a lot of booths and a lot of different things going on, but I felt like everything was spaced out nicely and there wasn't like any too many like crowds and overall I think it was a nice experience and yeah, I the my one my one criticism is I think is the approximate like how close it is to Comic-Con makes it feel a little bit like it might make people see this in a negative light. It also yeah. feels sort of like they cut out the anime sections from Comic-Con and pasted them here. So yeah. it felt sort of like kind of the same thing again, but more I, specialized. I can mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. And so I feel like if they were going to do... Uh, and I don't know how Javits Center works. I don't know how convention planning and shit works. But I would put it like at the beginning of the year, like May... Right, because even if it's like kind of the same people in the same booths, you have like five to six months of separation, so you forget kind of like what they have. Because I I went to Anime NYC and I walked around the floor for hours both days that I was there, and a lot of the statues, a lot of the figures and stuff were some of the same stuff I saw at Comic Con. You know, yeah, I did see a lot of New York City Comic Con exclusive pops selling for like double and triple the price, though. Like stacks and stacks of Sailor V for thirty dollars, and uh, Toy Tokyo actually had their green and uh, their black and gold Dragon Zord, in which the episode that we spoke with um, Mega Ran about was the pop that I couldn't get because some douchebag guy told me that they wouldn't let him get it, and I watched him sell it to a little kid for a hundred twenty dollars. Did you get it though? Hell yeah, he I did. got it he for thirty five dollars. That was the first. That's good. Made. That's awesome. I'm glad. Quite frankly, yeah, so with I... the uh, the repetition you were talking about, Stan. Yeah. Uh, I felt the same. Quite frankly, I uh, do you recall that statue of uh, Jotaro that we took a picture with together at uh, yeah. Comic Con? I, yes. I quite frankly, if I saw that there again, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like I, I was looking for it. In some cases, I, I kind of was hoping that there'd be, like, more stuff, actually. Like, I was I was expecting, like, oh, there's gotta be, like, Bandai Namco's gonna be there with, like, Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, again. And I wouldn't have minded that, because it was it's, like, a smaller venue, smaller tenants. There yeah. might have been a better chance to actually experience those things, but they weren't there. And that's kind of, it's kind of weird that, you know, we have a, what's supposed to be a, if not now, in the future, a big convention for... New York, an anime convention, and not having like those staples of like the anime video games and and Square Enix and Konami there, you know, it just it just seemed a little like it was lacking in those areas. Do you think the and, fact that it was so close to Comic Con kind of factors into the fact that it was so slapdash? Maybe I think that's why I think like it might suit better to be in like May because yeah. then you could you could have Square Enix justify having a booth at the beginning of the year in New York City and then again at the end of the year because then they can show off different things yeah. and they would have uh, a presence both times and people would be like oh like what are they showing you know at this time of the year and it, it would give you more incentive to go again whereas I feel like if you went to New York Comic Con this year you there isn't like a huge incentive besides the panels, the specific panels to go again, unless you were like you really want to see Gundam Thunderbolt panel or something like that. And I'm I'm wondering like would it make sense to sort of elim- eliminate the anime stuff from New York Comic Con? I know they're not the same company and people who set things up, but like maybe maybe instead of having New York Comic Con be literally everything. New York City had an anime convention, and then New York City had a video game convention, and then New York City had a comic convention, and then you can have three big conventions and not have, like, one that's, like, completely, like, insane to try to navigate and experience. I mean, I feel like AnimeCon, Anime NYC, is is probably extremely similar to what Comic-Con in 2006 was like very small and like whatever but I feel like over the years and especially all the good feedback I've been hearing about it um, I feel like it's going to grow and expand and who knows maybe next year Namekai Banda will be there and 
Um, maybe maybe we'll get a lot of more anime-related things, such as video games and whatnot. But if, yeah, I think if it were a bigger convention, I quite frankly wouldn't be surprised if they had made the announcement for Noctis in Tekken for that convention specifically. Because I know they, I know they such... do. I know they do announce stuff like that, and they they were like a week apart at most. Yeah, and it would be great if you could like play as Noctis that would at Tekken. Amazing. One of the coolest parts about Anime NYC was the little arcade that they had set up that had like Japanese only games, like the table flip game, and then also like Tekken Seven machines and stuff. And I thought that was really nice. And I feel like next year I would love to see it bigger and like more of those arcade cabinets there. You know. I could definitely see them expanding more next year. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, for sure. There's definitely room for them to grow and improve, but it's also their first year. So yeah. I think as considering that, that fact, it's that they did a really impressive job in putting together a convention in one year and having it be, I think, worth it, if, especially if anime is like your main thing because they had... They had their own artist alley, and they had a lot of artists there, yep. and they had a lot of really cool stuff there, and they had a lot of really cool booths with like a lot of cool figures, and there was like a booth that was selling like vintage ass JoJo figures, and they were like really expensive, so I wasn't gonna buy them, but it's cool that they were there, and I got to see them. You know? yeah, it is cool for the people that like can just throw around the money for that that are really looking for them. And instead yeah, of and instead of being like cosplayers from everything. This was like mostly cosplayers from anime only. Yeah. Which yeah. was really nice to see. We saw the occasional like video game or comic character in there. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, obviously you're going to see those, but nine times out of ten, if me and Andy were to spot a cosplayer, it's from an anime. And five out of ten times, we knew where it was from. Yeah, I think that was that's really nice, too, um, for having your own specific convention is that you have people who are dressing on theme yeah and there was a lot of really cool jojo and near automata cosplay and that was really awesome well the, the five I, out of ten thing i bring specifically because uh andy I, i'm sure you can attest this but me and you watch a lot of anime oh yeah we're fairly familiar with a lot of anime so the fact that there's a lot of stuff there that we didn't recognize immediately tells me okay this isn't just for like this, these aren't just people who have watched like two animes and decided I want to dress as this character. Yeah, a lot of these people have seen a lot of stuff. Stan, did you see the giant inflatable Pikachu walking around? I did not. I waved at him. <laughs> I, I, and I as a matter see. of fact, I swung my arms wildly in the air and they proceeded to flip their shit. <laughs> it was it was astounding. Then they have their yeah. pass on their ear. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. Some of my, some of my favorite stuff was all the representation for JoJo and Nier, which wasn't really. There was definitely like representation for JoJo at New York City Comic Con, but I feel like this was like the place. Like every almost every booth had like some sort of JoJo well, thing, and I, I got a couple of cool keychains and stuff that I wouldn't that I was like actually desperately looking for some kind of JoJo merchandise besides the the statue at New York Comic Con I just couldn't find anything and this one actually had it I actually got to buy some like knickknacks which is like really nice yeah so I think it's it's worth it for that kind of stuff too definitely absolutely uh Shark Shark Robot had a booth which is pretty cool I don't think I saw Shark Robot at Comic Con Hmm. Uh, yeah I don't think they had a booth I think that might mainly be because Shark Robot does a lot of like anime stuff specifically anime stuff I think it was very interesting that they had a Yuri and a Yaoi booth. Yes, right across from each other. And a, and a hentai booth that had just straight up. Was that Why your fa- was that your favorite part of the convention? No, but it was definitely <laughs> there, and I definitely saw it. Yeah, uh, me and Andy walked down that. Uh, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna call it an avenue because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. The uh, the avenue of porn. The the red light district of yeah, exactly. NYC. <laughs> What are you looking for? Girl on girl? We got that. Guy on guy? We got that. You just looking for your general smut? We got that. You want you want a body pillow? We got that. And then ironically enough, that was the same aisle that Shark Robot was in. And not even a few feet from that was FYE. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, um, right. I think I think AnimeCon, especially for its first year, was was a success. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope so to see it grow and continue. Yeah, I I definitely want to see this have legs and get bigger. And I hope to and... see it one day as New York Comic Con size, as well as us still having press passes for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh passes are nice. It, it lets us cover things that I think, had we not had the access, we wouldn't have gone because you know, just time and proximity to Thanksgiving and the fact that we did just go to Comic Con. Yeah, it's expensive. A month ago, and it's back to back. Comic Con is Comic Con is fucking enormously expensive to go to. So yeah, yeah. The yeah. the size of it is definitely to its uh, benefit. Because I was able to take in a lot more, comparatively. Yeah. Like I said, sure. I've only been to the two conventions. And Comic-Con, I saw stuff, but I didn't actually see it. I just kind of glanced at it and I was like, oh, that's cool. But here, yeah. I was able to observe a lot of stuff. I saw someone dressed as Azura from Fire Emblem uh, Fates. I saw two nice. characters from Fates Day Night. Well, I say it's two characters, they were the same character. I saw two sabers. Uh... What I'm sure was the exact same Goku Black from last year, uh, from the last Comic-Con, because he looks the exact same. <laughs> uh, we saw two different people dressed as a diva in her mech, and they were both made out of cardboard and looked terrible. <laughs> one slightly more than the other, because one was painted, one was not. I saw a really good perfect cell. Um, I caught awesome. I caught this really nice spontaneous Death Note group cosplay on the staircase on my way out that I got a picture of, which was nice. A lot of my hero um, characters there, like way more than there were at Comic Con. Uh, there was a really cool girl that was uh, cosplaying Alphonse from Full Metal yes. Alchemist. Oh, the chibi one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I saw a husband and wife dressed as Bulma and Vegeta, but he was like Batman Vegeta, and he oh, had a baby. Oh, I saw that guy too. Yeah, their baby was Gohan with the little four-star ball on the head. Yeah, which nice. Is nice. And I was just thinking, like, why did they kidnap Gohan? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could have been like trunks so easily. Yeah. No, oh, I, I don't want to be. Trunks. I think Gohan's costume is cuter than Trunks, so that's probably why they did it because the oh. little hat and stuff. Uh, mm. The little uh, Chinese emperor costume. Yeah, and the tail and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of JoJo's there. Love the JoJo's. I Love saw the near automatic at costumes. least three Yoshikage Kiras. Any any con you go to that can have two two Bs and a, and at least one nine S. Yep. Is like an ex- a success to me. I saw one dude and two chicks dressed as a uh, 2B. And I'm pretty sure I saw a 9S somewhere, but I get, it's kind of a blur. Yeah, so any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I think I think it was definitely worth going. I, I am more than willing to go again next year. I think it was definitely worth it. I, I wish I hope I wish and I hope that the proximity between New York Comic Con is improved a little bit better. And maybe it's not the literal weekend before Thanksgiving because that's kind of tough. Um, yeah. But it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was uh, really enjoyable. Like you said, the time frame was kind of in a bad spot, but I'm glad we got the press passes and we were able to actually like go because in my opinion, it would have been a shame if all three of us missed out of this. Yeah, because in the end, I think it was worth going, and it's worth telling people about because I want it to be bigger next year and better. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah. All right. We done, folks? Yeah. All right. That was episode 137 of Super Nerd Pals. My name is Stan Gaderska. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. My name is Andy Karasquilla. You can find me on Twitter at Sweet Justice One. And Joe, why don't you plug your stuff? I am Joe, and you can find me at VenTheHunter at Twitter.com, and also my stream with my co-host. I don't know what his Twitter is, but you can check out our stream, Hype Train Heroes, every Friday and Saturday. On Twitch? On Twitch. Please watch us. Watch them. Please. They also, Andy and Joe, have this pretty funny Mega Man Battle Network, question mark? Battle Network 1. Yes, Battle Network 1. 
playthrough that they have on YouTube, and it's 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 funny. I like it. That's a tuna gaming. You should watch me and Andy lose our goddamn minds. Oh yeah. Slowly but surely, one of us is gonna lose it. I think it's gonna be me. Oh no, I might beat you to that. I might. And you can find Super Nerd Pals on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals, and you can find Super Nerd Pals on the on the internet at supernerdpals.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Just Google us, and we're going to come up like 75 times on Google. Like we're on page 1, 2, and 3. We're the only ones. I have, I have, I've done that. We have not achieved that level of... Uh... Well, for us, it'll probably Pro- be infamy, proliferation. I would call us, it infamy. Give us that their five star rating. Scream a lot. <laughs> so you like what you heard? Why don't you give us a five star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts? And those good ratings help other people find us, so you can have more people who like the things that we like, or or don't know about the things that we like, like Joe, and we can recommend them a bunch of cool stuff. That's like true. Spider Verse. So, and we can we yeah. can let people know not to uh, not to watch shitty movies like <laughs> like Suicide Squad. Oh boy, we're getting into this. Speaking of speaking of, I actually picked up uh, a chapter book novelization of Dragon Ball Evolution at Anime NYC. Oh boy! So how's that going? I haven't started reading it yet, but I can't wait to read it because every year since last year we do a special holiday episode where we watch Dragon Ball Evolution again and we talk about it again and our second year is coming up of doing this Andy I hope you're ready that's all right fun awful. fun fun Dragon Ball Evolution fact real quick there is the no guy fun Dragon Ball Evolution actually this is a pretty fun fact shut the fuck <laughs> up Joe uh, um the guy that plays Piccolo is actually an extremely huge fan of Piccolo and was extremely disappointed on how Piccolo was portrayed in the movie and he is now the voice of Zamasu in the English casting of Dragon Ball Super. That is interesting how things work out like that. Redemption! Is it Zamasu or is it Zamas? It depends. Because it's I, like, I've heard it They both can't ways. get it together. Um, I've referred um, to him as Zamasu, but that's just because that sounds right. Zamasu just like, sounds like you're missing part of it. Yeah, Zamasu sounds definitely cooler to me. He's referred to as Zamasu in all the, um, what's it called? The subtitles on Crunchyroll and Funimation. And then, but he's called Zamas in Dragon Ball Fusions and in some other places, I think. So I think we won't get definitive answer until we get to the dub. Um, but call him whatever the fuck you want, whatever. Yeah, Teen I, Gohan, Adult Gohan, <laughs> Zamas, Zamasu. We Bobby Gohan. Yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Thank you for listening week. to them. <laughs> Peace.